Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we broadcast once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now this week, and just back from a short summer break, I'm very pleased to be back with you at Fruitbox and to start a new series of broadcasts that highlights a wide range of issues important to the way in which we do business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Today, I want to look at data, about how much data we produce as a business and whether every single one of us can make better use of all the data that's available to us to make the best decisions for our business in future. Now, perhaps for too long, this business of fresh fruits and vegetables has based its decisions on that thing that we call kind of gut feeling, on a, on a hunch. And much of it is based on the years of experience and years of understanding about the, uh, about the way uh, the business works, about what happened in the past, and, and therefore kind of what should happen in the future. Are these methods still relevant today, or do we need to rely more on the evidence of the data that we collect, or, or perhaps even on a mixture of both? Now, to discuss the future of data, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from Cambridge, that world-famous university city here in the UK, and by Giles Barker, the chief executive of Kissenhub. Giles, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Now, Giles, briefly, tell us, what is Kissenhub? Uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, so Kissenhub was kind of found on the premise that we wanted to build kind of software platforms, particularly for the fresh produce sector. Um, I think the fresh, fresh produce sector had been kind of overlooked in kind of software platforms to help them analyze their data. So we wanted to create something which was, you know, designed specifically for, for this sector. So um, the, the whole idea is to, to allow um, produce, fresh produce companies to collect their kind of growing data and and procurement data in one place, and, and which allows them to kind of analyze and, and, and improve their, their, their margins and, and improve their relationships with their end customers. Because um, we've seen in other sectors that, that the way to kind of, you know, more profitability and the way to kind of increase sustainability and, and product, uh, productivity is, is through how you analyze and, and manage your data more effectively. And, um, you know, I'm privileged to come from an agriculture background, and, and I've seen it kind of firsthand. And, and kind of agriculture has been and fresh produce has been kind of lagging behind other industries. And I think it's time for us to kind of move it forward. And, and that's what Kissing Up is all about. Now, on, on the subject of data, I mean, there is a huge amount of data that we produce um, at, at the moment. And there's a huge amount more that we'll, able, we'll be able to produce tomorrow when it comes to data. And for that matter, the day after that. Is there, is there kind of almost too much data and doesn't that lead to the danger of what's I think some people have called the kind of paralysis through analysis there is something to be said for acting on gut instinct and on the basis of past experience isn't there well a hundred percent I think I would totally agree with the the, the gut in, uh, instinct kind of um, what you said there where you know systems like Kisnub isn't isn't haven't been created to kind of take that away I, I think what we do is is similar to what, how gut instinct has been created is gut instinct isn't something that you just wake up with. Um, it's something that you've developed over many years, many seasons of saying, seeing the same thing happen or different things happen in season. And therefore 
you've learned and being able to take decisions on the fly. And, and I think platforms like us do something similar. The only, the only difference is, is we now, you know, your brain can maybe forget sometimes your shopping list or, or what's gone in the past. And, and, you know, with software platforms, you know, the data doesn't get forgotten. It's always in the system. And, and what's great about it is then you can have that comparison. Um, you can say, well, what happened in 2018 compared to 2019? Let me look at those comparisons. And I think that's where the idea of Kissing Up really came from, because um, my grandfather was a professor of agriculture at Cambridge University, which you mentioned earlier on, and, and he used to go out and do field trials. And he used to kind of analyze data in a very similar way to, to what Kissing is doing now, but he did it on pen and paper. So he would go out, write, write what happened in, in one trial plot versus another, He'd then go back to his office and, and, and kind of you know put it into a you know paper-based spreadsheet. Um, and what we're able to do now is instead of going out with pen and paper, you're going out with a, with your your iPhone or your Android phone and you're collecting it on the fly. And then it's automatically come, comes back in real time um, to a database, which then analyzes it on the fly, and, and then your team back at back, back at the office and see what's going on. So so we're not trying to replace Gut Instinct. I think we're just trying to kind of kind of you know. Be a, be, a, be a service on, on top of that. And I think that's what, what we're trying to do. And I think, yeah, we've done a good job so far, but we've got a, a lot, lot more to do because, as you said, huge amount of more data coming coming as well into the sector. So, so the, the, the key thing in many ways is, is um, kind of the better handling of the data, and that helps you make better business decisions. But it's not quite as simple as that, though. I mean, it, it still requires the intervention of that human being. I mean, your grandfather for example, who started it without computers, but to interpret the data uh, that systems like yours provide, um, you're not preparing for a world where decisions are made automatically on the basis of data, are you? Um, no. So at, at, the, at the moment, absolutely, absolutely not. So we, we like to see ourselves as, um, as kind of working with the existing kind of uh, team in, in your company. So um, you know, for a good example is, you know, you would have potentially your field staff going out and visiting kind of growers, but both in the UK or maybe abroad. Um, you'd have your technical team doing QCs on intake, um, and you'd have your procurement commercial team taking kind of decisions about what crop kind of fits best with which customer and making sure you deliver that crop on time to the right spec. Um, all those decisions currently will be being taken already. So we're not, we're not asking people to take new decisions or, or change their, their processes. All we're saying is, you know, instead of doing, collecting that information on, on an Excel spreadsheet or, or on a kind of shared drive, um, you know, you, you can use something like Kissnub now because, you know, Kissnub allows you to kind of connect it from your seed being planted in the field all the way to being sold at your end customer um, to be on one system, which means it's always up to date, always live, and anybody in your team can access that. So if you're looking to make a procurement decision, you want to know what's going on out in the field, you can jump on Kissnub and see that. And it's the same data set that, that your technical team is also seeing. It's the same data set that your field staff are inputting. Mm. And yeah, the value of that is, you know, it's always live. And also you can start to show and demonstrate to your end customers that you're kind of, you know, you know what's going on in your business. You have complete traceability and you're kind of aiming for a more sustainable way of, of, of producing that crop as well. And, and that's, that, that's the aim there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely not replacing humans, um, helping them with anything. But 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 as you've uh, uh, as you've already remarked, I mean, data comes at us from kind of every angle and from every single part of the supply chain. And surely there needs to be some kind of ranking, doesn't there, of what the data is and what data isn't so important. And and, and in this respect, surely the data that comes from the consumer uh, and their own purchase purchasing habits is the most important piece of data available. Your solution and the others out there are all about more effective management production data, I think. Is that really the best place to start then? 
Yeah, it's a really good, great, great question. And I think, yeah, you're, you're right in saying that we're focused on, on the production side of, thing, uh, side of the, uh, the supply chain. So, yeah, from that kind of you know, in-field way to kind of arriving in, in your pack house. Um, what I would say to this is um, for our clients, and we work clients who work with some of the big, biggest supermarkets in the UK and, and abroad, and, and what they get at the start of every season is they'll get a kind of a, a technical specification. You know, we want the, the, the crop to arrive in, in this spec or within this spec range. And that, that is coming from, I guess, their expertise and the supermarket's expertise in, in working out what consumers want. You know, does a consumer want a, a, a bigger strawberry or a smaller strawberry? Do they want a, um, you know, a, a round potato? You know, all these kind of um, different kind of intricacies and, and kind of um, feelings that, that, you know, us as consumers have. Um, they're feeding back to, to, to the fresh produce industry because, um, you know, and they do it through the QC spec. Uh, spec. And, and, and what we do is we then allow these QC specs or whatever it is to be added to, to our system. And then you are pretty much then listening to what the consumer wants because at the end of the day, you know, you can grow the best crop in the world, but if a supermarket doesn't want it or if the supermarket doesn't feel like it's in their spec, then unfortunately you're not going to get the, the highest price uh, for that produce. And, and I think that's really important to understand. So, so yes, we're focused on the, on the, on the kind of the pre-supermarket side of things, but actually, I, I do think there's an influence um, about what the consumers want coming through in our platform as well. And you, you specialize here in, in the UK, in, in, in Great Britain. Does your technology have an application, though, everywhere? I mean, can the same system apply in, in different cultures, in different countries? Is it, is it really as simple as kind of copy and paste? Um, so, yeah, unfortunately not. I'd love to say it's as simple as uh, copy and paste. And I, I know it would um, make our lives of our engineers uh, much, much easier if it was uh, as simple as that. Uh, but I think there's certain aspects which are fairly sim- like similar. So, you know, you, know, you, you plant a crop, uh, you harvest a crop, you then uh, tra- transport that crop to, to an end customer. So from, from that aspect, there are similarities and we can build the software to deal with those. But but where there's there are lots of differences as well. And, and I think those differences are something that we need to be proud of because, you know, our, our, and one of the reasons why actually probably agriculture has been underserved by software is, is the complexity. And actually, you know, we, we, we already mentioned a few of the, kind of the, the spec issues and, and things that each crop requires, and they're, they're all different. Um, and I think that's why, you know, not one provider or, or, or kind of existing big, large software companies come in and, and dominated this market because there are those interests, and it does take an expert like Kisnab or other companies to actually focus on, on this sector. Um, in, in, in aspects of kind of, yeah, geographical differences. So, so yeah, we're UK-based and, and most of our, our clients, a majority of our clients are based in the UK, but they're also buying crop obviously outside of the UK uh, for most of the time. Um, so, you know, if you're buying grapes, you, unfortunately you tend to buy table grapes from outside the UK because of the climate conditions. And, and with that, you know, we have, um, yeah, language barriers initially to overcome because, you know, if you're growing grapes in, in India or, or Spain or, or Chile, you know, you've got different language barriers. So obviously our platform needs to cope with that. Um, you also got the uh, differences in, in, in how growers and, 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 and companies collect data. So um, in India, you know, some of, some of the growers won't even have a smartphone. So how do you connect with them? So through SMS, so text message is one way of doing it. Um, you know, some of them do have smartphones, so you have to make sure that the smartphone works in offline mode because obviously, you know, for agriculture and, and, and coming from an agriculture background, connectivity is not always the greatest. So, you know, our platform needs to work in offline mode and be able to sync when you get internet connection. And there's all these kind of different intricacies which, 
which you know other sectors don't have to deal with because you know the head offices will be in London or, or you know in Cambridge where internet connectivity and broadband is is is, is very strong and, and and I think that's again why fresh produce is such an interesting sector for companies like ours to, to get involved with. Um, Giles, where, where next in this big data story? Is it is it about kind of new data sets, uh, better, faster technology, five G? Uh, what, what what can we expect to see next? So I, I, I think I, this question I, I, I get kind of asked a lot from from my board and, and other people like friends and family as well because you know, it's, it's kind of you know because everybody's connected with with fresh produce. You know we we all eat it and we all kind of care where it comes from. Um, but, but I think the fundamental uh, thing we first need to solve as a sector is um, we are lagging behind other industries in terms of how we digitize our kind of supply chain. And, and I was reading a report from, from McKinsey, which kind of unfortunately ranked agriculture as kind of the least digitized industry in the world. And I think we need to start there. We need to kind of get businesses and some of the businesses are already doing it and doing a fantastic job of it, of kind of digitizing their supply chain. So using systems like Kissnub and, and others to get their data kind of on one place in one area um, and then being able to start to analyze it and, and use that in a more effective manner. Um, but once you get that kind of very important step out of the way, you can then start to look at the more exciting aspects of what technology can bring. And, and you know, I don't want to put, put the cart before the horse or, 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 you know, run before you can walk. But, you know, once you can start to have your information in one place, you can start to then bring in other data sets. Um, so you can be that satellite data, weather data, uh, data coming from um, sensors in the field and so on. Um, I think everybody likes to paint a really pretty picture of, of what that new um, uh, uh, kind of agriculture and fresh produce sector may look like. Um, but I would say to people, you know, you've got to do things in steps. And I'd say, you know, get the information in one place, you know, use systems like Kisnup, then you can start to think about bringing other data sets in. And then once you have that and you have the other data sets in, we've seen in other sectors like the financial industry, you can start then to make more predictive models so actually start to kind of predict what maybe will happen in the future based on what's happened in the past. And, and you can start using imagery like satellite data or, or imagery from your phone to be able to you know, take pictures of your crop uh, in season and post season and then be able to kind of interpret that using, using machine learning. And, and you get to start to think about all those exciting things. And there may be a, a more boring side of things. And, and, and actually one area where I think agriculture and fresh produce needs to up its game a bit is, is the integrations. Because... Um, we've seen in other industries where, you know, this thing really comes alive when platforms start to speak to one another. You know, Kisnub is not going to be the only platform in the sector and there's, there's, there's thousands of others who, who are doing sim similar things in, in, in different kind of areas. Those systems need to start talking to each other because you as a, as a customer of Kisnub or other businesses, you know, you don't want your data to be locked down in one place because obviously that just replicates what you, you've done in the past. So, I think that's a big obstacle that we need to overcome, but we've seen it happen in other industries and, and there tends to be a standard which comes through in the end. Lot, lot, lots and lots and lots to do. Um, Giles, thank you. That's fascinating. That's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Giles Barker of Kissenhub. Thanks so much for coming on Fruitbox today, Giles. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Giles and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. As I'm sure you know already, I also share every episode of Fruitbox via my profile on LinkedIn. So do connect with me there, join the debate and reshare with your followers too. Let me know if you've got any more interesting ideas that you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Do stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. And a big thanks from me in advance. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 
To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.